Pornography is everywhere. Statistics show that 93% of our boys and 62% of our girls will view, on average, 38 images of pornography each and every day this year. If you don't want to do the math, I'll do it for you. That's nearly 14,000 images per year. Much of it will be branded in their brains for the duration of their lives, even if they were to shut off their access to it immediately. But because of the addictive nature of pornography, that's going to require some help. Overcoming pornography with our teens. That's next on Licensed to Parent. Hello and welcome to Licensed to Parent, the radio outreach of Shepherds Hill Academy, a year-long therapeutic residential program helping teens in crisis and, by extension, their families. Our host on Licensed to Parent is the founder and director of Shepherds Hill, Trace Embry, and I'm Rich Rosel. If you have young children around, this this may be a program better listened to in private. If you're hearing it on the radio, we'll remind you that it's also available uh, via download uh, or just streaming from our website at licensedtoparent.org. And Trace, arguably, there may be no greater scourge on our teen population these days than that of pornography mm-hmm. and really on our families as a whole. Yep. It seems though to be so entrenched in every area of life that even for our younger kids, there doesn't seem to be a way of escaping it these days. Hmm. Yeah, and the uh, proliferation of this stuff only fuels the addictive nature of it. Uh, being a teenager growing up in America today is like being an alcoholic and having every drinking fountain, every soda machine, river, pond, and lake stocked with Budweiser or Jack Daniels instead of water. Hmm. I mean, Madison Avenue uses skin to sell everything from clothing to hamburgers, from cologne to cars, and a whole lot more. And as most of us know, uh, this descent into lasciviousness has now become a way of life for so many of our young people today. But what many of us may not know is that it's destroying our kids' ability to truly enjoy a genuine and intimate relationship with a future spouse based on the love, truth, and the, the commitment required for a legitimate and lasting marriage as God has ordained it. And, of course, when marriage is attacked, so goes the downfall of any civil society, uh, a very effective strategy of the devil. And, uh, you know, we're sure as shooting seeing just that. Yeah. And, and if you look back through history, you'll, you'll find that every great society, uh, it always collapsed. It imploded because of sexual decadence. And we've always had pornography. It's been around forever. But by natural consequence, goes into sexual perversion and things yeah. that, you know, men and, and, and women were never supposed to be in, uh, engaging in, indulging in uh, outside of the marriage bed. Uh, but, uh, you know, uh, God blew up cities for this type of thing. And... Uh, He's got a long fuse, but at the end of that long fuse is this big honking bomb uh, in due time. And we need to be aware of that and be conscious of that and uh, uh, teach our kids the same thing. Because I think there's this uh, this crazy notion that, you know, we'll always serve this God of love. And we do. Uh, but uh, he's also a just God. Yeah. And uh, so we have to be uh, aware of that also. Well, uh, families are not immune to it. Christian families are not immune to it. And Shepherd's Hill is not immune to it because I know that... A number of the kids who come here come here with pornography addictions. And I think so this is something yeah. you guys have to deal with a lot. Yeah, and whether whether they're addicted or not, they're certainly exposed, exposed to, to it, it and, sure. and abused by it. I think the entire nation is abused by it. Uh, and we're going to talk a little bit about addiction with our guest and find out exactly what that means uh, here in just a second. Well, our guest today on Licensed to Parent is Kevin Kurtz. Uh, he is uh, a man who has worked in counseling-related fields for 
30 years, 10 years in a hospital for the mentally challenged. Kevin has served as chaplain and pastoral counselor for 20 years in the corporate arena in the area of trucking. He's also had a private practice uh, caring for clients with mood disorders, addiction, both behavioral and substance addiction, um, anger, other mental health issues as well. And he's worked with agencies in the Northeast Georgia area, which is where we are located. Uh, Kevin holds a bachelor's degree from Toccoa Falls College in counseling and a minor in pastoral ministries. He has a master's from Liberty University in professional counseling. He is a licensed professional counselor, a certified Christian counselor, and a certified anger management specialist. He's also received special training in the areas of trauma and sexual addiction. Now, presently, Kevin serves right here at home. He is the clinical director and uh, counselor here at Shepherd's Hill Academy. He has been married 39 years. Uh, he and his wife have two children and seven grandchildren. So there you again, go. Well qualified to be on a parenting program. Very good. Kevin, welcome to Licensed to Parent. It's good to be here. Well, Kevin, pornography has been around since man could draw pictures. And uh, down through history, it's always been debated as to its effect on human beings. Uh, there's evidence that as far back as ancient Rome, that families actually had pornography hanging on their living room walls. Uh, Pompeii is one example of that, the ruins, what they found in there. Some might even use that as an argument that it must be then family-friendly somehow, <laughs> in some warped way. Uh, what's been your experience with this uh, blight on society? Well, what we're seeing is, is that you know, the imagination, the way God created our thinking process, he wants us to think things through. He mm-hmm. He wants us to draw to him, and, and in that drawing to him, he wants us to focus on him, but he also opens us up to make choices. Right. And so in those choices, we've seen that through the years, the pornography and so forth being there, but... We have seen it in a still mode, as you just mentioned. The writings on the walls were a still mode, requiring us still to have imagination. Mm-hmm. But we've seen a transition, a transition in the Internet right. and what it it brings. I recently read an article about uh, virtual reality that's coming out. Mm-hmm. They're actually taking and, and developing new camera systems to pick up in a different way with 3D. And to be able to make it more real and to even position the actors in certain ways that it's so much more effective. Wow. So we have those things that are coming into our midst and are already in our midst. The the sexting and the social media that's taking place that they send pictures, kids and, mm. and even adults sending pictures back and forth. Yeah. And so these things, as God created our brain to remember and develop memories, these things are in embedding mm-hmm. in our thought processes. Right. And our kids' thought processes when those brains are tender and being wired up like a computer. Sure. And uh, that is dangerous. You know, it really does confirm everything that Romans 1 talks about, that we're inventing ways to do mm-hmm. evil. And, uh, uh, you know, as technology evolves... It seems like, um, yeah, a lot of good things from technology. I'm not against technology, but boy, you know, having virtual uh, sexual relations with a computer just seems crazy to me. And uh, Kevin, I I know we have uh, no empirical measurements for for how pornography affects the human heart, the mind, the soul, the spirit. So how exactly does pornography affect the human brain? 
Well, what happens is, is the way that our brain has been designed, there's chemicals called uh, serotonin and dopamine and adrenaline. Mm -hmm. And dopamine is our key factor in this because uh, dopamine develops over a number of years and it actually peaks at a certain time and then starts to decrease. Well, when we have the stimulus of the sexual things in our mind, that triggers the dopamine and, and that's where the excitement comes from and the uh, ultimate, you know, end result of uh, joy or happiness out of the sexual activity. Yeah. Well, and doesn't that just kind of produce that law of uh, diminishing returns, uh, this whole pornography thing, uh, to where now what would be a, a normal act between two married people uh, now that doesn't quite do it for the for the voyeur, okay? It, it, weirder things and group and animal and uh, orgies and you know all kinds of weird perverted scenarios. I was uh, uh, talking to somebody uh, the other day about all the crazy scenarios and types of perversion that are readily available to our kids on the internet. Not virtually, but actually every hour of every day. Sure, and. Uh, how would we talk about that with our kids? Uh, it's kind of like in, in in the drug world, it's called chasing the genie, where mm -hmm. you need more and more and more and more sure. and a different kind to to produce that same euphoric feeling to get those chemicals fired up. Uh, how should parents talk to their kids about that? Well, in the addiction world, we talk about this tolerance. Mm -hmm. And so those things, what's happening there is is that there's a change that needs to be made. You mentioned the different genres of bestiality, of homosexuality mm -hmm. and things. And oftentimes... But scripture talks about all that too. Exactly. Yeah, so there's nothing yes. new under the sun, yes. but we've digi uh, digitalized it. And oftentimes what happens is, is that say that a young man says, I would never look at anything of that nature. And mm -hmm. six months later, because what they're looking at is no longer stimulating. Mm-hmm they move to what they said they never would look at for stimulation. Yeah. So for the parents uh, from that aspect of is gaining our saying and really for parents communication to open up communication with the kids and let the kids know Jesus was approachable. Right. He was there. You could come to Jesus with anything and ask him. Mm -hmm. That's how the parents need to be. Mm -hmm. They need to have that open line of communication, but they also need to work to understand the Internet and understand these sites that these kids are going to, not to be drawn into them, mm -hmm. but to know what their kids are being uh Put in front yeah. of them, being put in front of them. Unfortunately, I think parents know a lot more than we think they know because a lot of them are struggling with the same issues. Mm -hmm. And uh, I think a lot of these kids know that. It gives them a green light to do it themselves. And we're talking Christian, non-Christian. We see it all the time. Um, we were talking about chemicals and uh, the things that go on in the brain. Uh, is there any any role that oxytocin plays in the situation, oxytocin being that chemical that bonds two people sure. together in intimacy? Well, oxytocin is it's like the skin-to-skin -skin, mm -hmm. uh, that's taking place. And so um, the skin-to-skin, -skin, uh, you know, masturbation or something of that nature could fall into that play. But you're not having that interaction like you are supposed to have in the healthy mm -hmm. marriage relationship. Now, as pornography is instilled, a lot of times that will develop into seeking out physical. 
seeking out that anybody to be able to put in reality. And then oxytocin is definitely going to come into play at that point. Yeah. But with every physical relationship you have, the oxytocin becomes like pulling a Band-Aid off and on, you know, over time. It's like Mm -hmm. it loses its stickiness to Mm -hmm. where now you really need a bunch of partners to get the, that same intimate feeling sure. that you had with you know the, sure. the, the woman or husband of your youth. And, well, and, and if you followed that progression that you described earlier of, you know, you said you'd never watch that, but now six months later you're doing it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. If you continue to do this, especially in the time before you are even, you know, married and have a life partner, how is that life partner ever going to satisfy? Well, and, and what we're even seeing with that, to, to tie into that, is both for males and females, the inability to reach an orgasm. Because the pornography stimulus is there, and eventually, if a person is married, it's going to affect, they may not be able to perform with their wife yeah. or their spouse or, mm-hmm. you know, anyone else. And because of that... That, and so that's where you're talking about the reduction in the desires, mm-hmm. the, the change. And it becomes, eventually masturbation doesn't even work because you can't, you've been so exposed to so this. So your, your body is looking for uh, 200 proof moonshine and your wife can only offer you yeah. a, Iced a, tea. a beer. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. 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 and it, it's, it's less desirable where God wants you mm-hmm. to be is less desirable because you've allowed other things to come in. But it goes back to that imagination. You know, uh, you, your imagination can take you very deep into something sure. that, that reality is kind of a letdown. Sure. You know, you see the, these kids see these commercials, 15 different angles and colors and and, and heights and uh, of the Grand Canyon, uh, embellishing what the Grand Canyon actually is. How do you embellish the Grand Canyon. Then Junior shows up to see the actual Grand Canyon in the motorhome, and he stays in the motorhome playing video games. That's right. Because the, the real Grand Canyon doesn't do it for him. Exactly. So right. it's, a, it's, a, it's a similar type mm-hmm. of thing. Right. Uh, how, how does pornography affect the teenage brain uh, any differently than the, um, uh, the adult brain, or, or does it? Well, the teenage brain is in huge transition till about the age of 26. Mm. So uh, there's... Well, is it going up again? Because I heard 25. Uh, the, the figure I consistently now for the male is 26, for the female is about 25 Okay. right now. And so the, the consistency there. So with teenagers, you're dealing with that continual changing that's taking place. And so it's you've you got to get a grasp on that. We have a world that kind of gives them a candy store of whatever they want, unfortunately. Right. And they're partaking of that, and that brain is responding in that way. Mm-hmm. And so for some, uh, that transition back is going to be very extremely hard to get rid of those things that have taken hold of them. Mm-hmm. If it was substance issues that we were talking about, they'll actually get stuck at an age and even stay there at that age and, and never move from that because of the effects of the substance. Mm-hmm. And so that's the teenage brain, the difference there. Mm. Well, taking the science out of the equation for a moment, okay. wh- what are some of the many other concerns that parents need to be aware of uh, when, when their child has been discovered viewing pornography? Well, they need to watch for things, changes in the child's activities, you know, obviously school grades, um, things of that nature. They need to look for a change in their behavior. Is there does there seem to be a lot of time on the internet? Are they seeing histories 
removed off of the internet? Mm-hmm. Uh, are they acting different? Are they isolating? Isolation mm-hmm. with addiction is a huge problem because yeah. you know a child goes to their room and and the parents say, "Gosh, they're so good. We yeah, never right. see them all night long." Right. You know, and and uh, then all of a sudden we find out, oh, they've been viewing this. And mm-hmm. and one thing that we do need to make clear is that you know there is the the one-time accidental that somebody views, and yeah. that doesn't mean they're going to become addicted to that just because of that. Right. But the hard part is, is then when they rethink of that image. Yeah, I've quoted this before, but Adrian Rogers, the late Adrian Rogers, uh, probably one of the best preachers I ever heard in my life. Here's how strong this is. He said, uh, if, "If a guy looks at pornography, stumbles upon pornography, uh, and 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 doesn't look at it, I'll question his sexuality." That's the lure. Uh, yeah. How strong this stuff actually is. What we do with it after that, I think that's where the sure. fork in the road yeah. comes. You know, we're we're all tempted. Even even Christ was faced with temptation. Mm-hmm. But Absolutely. We're given the power through Christ to turn away from it. Sure. And I want to find out about how to harness that power through Christ. Uh, Especially yeah. parents trying to instruct their kids and give them encouragement on how to get out of it if they are stuck in, in a pornography addiction when we come back. Our guest today on Licensed to Parent is Kevin Kurtz, the clinical director and a counselor here at Shepherds Hill Academy. He is a specialist in the areas of sexual addiction and trauma. Uh, incidentally, you can learn more about Kevin's work indirectly through the uh, Licensed to Parent and Shepherds Hill Academy websites. You can find uh, Shepherd's Hill by visiting helpmytroubledteen.org. We'll be back with more conversation here on Licensed to Parent right after this. Remember back in the late 80s and early 90s as the internet hit the scene? You know, the information superhighway? We had great hopes that this new knowledge economy would make our teens more aware, diversify their tastes, and improve their verbal skills. But the enlightenment didn't happen. Technology has had the opposite effect. What once promised great hope for the future is now used to indulge in diversions. The Dumbest Generation by Mark Bauerlein, subtitled How the Digital Age Stupefies Young Americans and Jeopardizes Our Future, or Don't Trust Anyone Under 30, presents a portrait of the young American mind at this critical juncture, revealing the true cost of the digital age and our last chance to fix it. The Dumbest Generation by Mark Bauerlein, available in the store at LicensedToParent.org. Proceeds benefit the Shepherds Hill Academy Scholarship Fund. Teen rebellion, depression, addiction, rage, cutting, and suicide are destroying our families today. But there is a way out. Shepherds Hill Academy offers a 12-month Christ-centered nonprofit residential program where kids are being transformed with a biblical worldview and often medication-free. Christian apologist Ravi Zacharias is just one of many Christian leaders who understands what's happening at Shepherd's Hill Academy. It really is such an honor to come alongside Shepherd's Hill Ministries and Licensed to Parent to rescue those who have been seduced along the way. Uh, I cannot gainsay how important this is, and to get behind a ministry like this, one will find the rewards to be extremely powerful in changing society. Get the help you need at Shepherd's Hill Academy. Go to helpmytroubledteen.org, helpmytroubledteen.org.
Welcome back. This is Licensed to Parent with the host of our program, Trace Embry, the founder and director of Shepherds Hill Academy, which is a year-long residential therapeutic Christ-centered program working with teens in crisis. And as we mentioned at the beginning, a lot of the teens who come here to Shepherds Hill are coming in, in fact, with pornography addictions, which is what we're talking about today with Kevin Kurtz, who is the clinical director and counselor here at Shepherds Hill Academy. And Kevin, I know that there are a lot of things that you might do clinically to help address a problem like this with one of our students. But uh, let's see if we can export this to our parents. What are some things that parents need to be doing and maybe some of the clinical ways you're doing the same? Well, from a clinical and parent point of view, um, we're going to look at where they are emotionally. And, And that's something that parents can provide and need to provide is a good, healthy attachment and and healthy uh, emotion building uh, within their home and their structure. Also physical care to take care of these kids so that they know that they're loved, that they know that they're provided for and so forth. And also sexual education of the parents becoming knowledgeable of how to share with their kids and and acquiring information that's going to be beneficial to help the child have a healthy look at what a sexual relationship is and a healthy personal relationship with others, as well as spirituality of bringing that in in a manner that the child is going to be receptive to and for them to accept the Lord in their life and and just get a sound spiritual foundation within that home. We're going to carry that into treatment. And in treatment, we're going to look at the overall history of what's going on there, and the parents can do that as well. But also, we're going to educate them as as we're asking the parents to do. We're going to do things from a clinical standpoint in individual sessions and also in group sessions, which uh, would fit more the individual. But then we're also going to bring in a support system and and. Whether they're here at Shepherd's Hill or whether they're away, we want them to have a good, healthy support system that they're interacting with, and and there's groups that are available for them to go to. And the parents can be a part of setting those things up and implementing those tools for the children to be able to carry out and, and live a good, healthy life beyond Shepherd's Hill. Now, neither Trace nor I would argue with anything you've just said. However, let's take it down even further into what's going on because, um, you know, I'm a parent, but I didn't have great parents myself, let's say. I may not have learned what it even means to nurture their emotional health. So give me some specifics. What are you looking for? What are you doing in each of these areas? If a child is uh, exposed oftentimes to adverse behavior, such as being yelled at or uh, oftentimes experiencing things that they just don't like, not feeling accepted and so forth, then it gives the parents the opportunity to look at that and and see how emotionally they're not being a support for that child and to be able to help them receive that support so they don't seek out other things in order to feel good, that the parents are the source for them to feel good. Okay, but now you're not just saying, therefore, throw out all discipline. No. But but no. You're, you're saying yeah. that this all needs to be done in an encouraging, exactly. supporting way. Okay. Yeah, the Bible tells us that we do need to discipline our kids, that that is healthy, and that's part of a good, healthy emotional stability. 
it's not going beyond though and, and becoming abusive yeah. in that not berating yeah you know you can exercise discipline uh, decently in order you know yeah. when you, you get yeah. a lethal injection the death penalty the guy's not screaming and yelling at you you know as you're as you're passing out into eternity we're He's not simply encouraging g- lethal injection <laughs> as a means of discipline no, no by all no, means not good healthy discipline right you but, know, the Bible says, you know, not to spare the rod. Right. And uh, so, therefore, um, we need to take that into account. What is what is our healthy discipline style for these kids? Uh, a lot of them want want discipline. They want direction. They no, want absolutely. to be loved. And, yeah. and the parents aren't providing that. That's exactly right. And I think a lot of parents, uh, they don't think they can have a, a talk about pornography uh, without it being age inappropriate. Mm. And yet there's a website, protectyoungminds.org. And it's actually very similar to uh, some of the officer-friendly stuff we used to do as, as policemen, no-touch zones. Mm. You start talking about, so you can start talking about pornography uh, long before you have the uh, the sex talk, sure. you know, the birds and the bees yeah. talk. And I think we need, to, uh, we need to do that because these kids are using their iPads now two sure. years old. Yeah. And uh, they can run across this. And, and you know, as you probably know, uh, we're getting calls for kids uh, six years old with uh, pornography uh, addictions, you know, yes. according to yeah. what the parents are telling us. And this is insanity. This yeah. is absolute insanity, but it's the natural consequence of where we're heading uh, sure. in this nation as a result of the things that we've allowed into our system. Another source is uh, Talking to Your Kids About Sex by Mark Laser is a book. And Mark Laser mm-hmm. is the Christian element of... Uh, uh, the sexual addiction side of training yeah. and so forth. Mm-hmm. Could you spell his last name? L A A S E R. L A A S E R. Mark yes. Laser. Yes. Okay. And, and Faithful and True Ministries is faithfulandtrue.com is their website. Well, Kevin, you have given us a lot to think about. Any Any closing thoughts before we say goodbye for the day? Because we're going to do this again, just so you know. I'm warning you right now. We're going to, we're going to go round two on this. Kevin is in the unfortunate position of having his office in the same building as our studio. Yeah. <laughs> what, yes. what final thoughts would you have for parents in particular? Well, I would just say be a good parent. Be there for your kids. We're in a society where we see a lot of uh, broken homes. But both parents need to be play a role in that child's life in a healthy way. And contributing to the positive things and meeting the needs that, that these kids have and be observant as to what your kids are doing. And I would say, parents, by all means, do what you can to get on the same page, uh, submitting yourself to a biblical worldview. Because if you're not, that takes away all sense of security from your children. It discredits you, discredits uh, the God you both claim to serve. Mm-hmm. Thank you, Trace. And Kevin, thank you. Kevin Kurtz, the clinical director and counselor here at Shepherd's Hill Academy, has been our guest today on Licensed to Parent. And uh, as you've heard, he also specializes in areas of sexual addiction and trauma. Uh, You can learn more about the work that uh, we're doing here at Shepherd's Hill Academy if perhaps you have a need in your own uh, family or maybe you've got a friend who could use help from a residential program. Please do find out more by visiting helpmytroubledteen.com. Dot O-R-G. And of course, our website at Licensed to Parent is very simply LicensedToParent.org. And you know, the work that we do here on Licensed to Parent and at Shepherd's Hill would not be possible were it not for the prayer support and the financial gifts from our friends and our ministry partners, friends just like you 
Residential programs are quite expensive, and you can help our work continue through your tax-deductible gift to LicensedToParent.org. Your gift in any amount can help provide scholarship money for families who can't afford residential care for their teen. So please join us today. You can do so by giving securely online when you visit LicensedToParent.org and click on the Donate button. And again, thank you. Our guest coordinator here on Licensed to Parent is Daniel Fasina. Our technical producer is Carl Peets. For Trace Embry, I'm Rich Rosal, inviting you to tell a fellow parent about us and then join us again next time to renew your License to Parent. And remember, folks, if you don't train your children, somebody else will. God bless you. See you next time.